Well, we know from Scripture that sex is a gift from God that can be really fulfilled and enjoyed fully in the context of marriage. But for many couples, it's a tender topic that is pretty uncomfortable to discuss. I'm John Fuller, along with a couple uh, in charge of our marriage team here at Focus on the Family, Greg and Aaron Smalley. And Aaron, you do a lot of counseling in your practice. Um, You probably meet couples who um, say, yeah, we used to be passionate, but not anymore. We're Mm -hmm. kind of a sexless marriage. Mm -hmm. I mean, is that common? Very common. Really? Typically, when people are coming in for counseling, things aren't going well. And so often with things not going well, hearts closed, it doesn't feel safe relationally, and therefore their sexual connection suffers. And it can just be one person not feeling safe. If their heart's closed, That's sex is an overflow of the connection between the two individuals. And so it's looking at that, that more than likely will be impacted. Mm. Well, we want to help you uh, better understand the sexual connection and that intimacy emotionally and physically that um, you can have in your relationship. We're going to hear the balance now of a conversation that Jim and Jean Daly had with Levi and Jenny Lesko. Uh, The Leskos uh, lead Fresh Life Church. It's based in Montana, has a number of sites across the mountain states. And here now they talk about common struggles that uh, they see couples facing regarding sexuality. All right, the next difficult one is intimacy, physical intimacy and relationship. Yeah. This can be, and you're, pastor, you're pastoring couples that hit this wall a lot. Sure. And let's just talk that through a little bit, the criticality of it, um, you know, the tenderness of this, because it's something men crave probably as much as water and food, right? Yeah, sure. And women are going, why, Lord, did you do this to them, <laughs> Right. Why do they have such this appetite? Sure, and it's not always sure. that way. We hear from listeners who well, that, that wives can, that will can be say, kind of a gross stereotype too. Yeah, my, right. my husband does not have that desire. Sure. So it goes both ways. Sure. But speak to the physical intimacy issue and how it can really harm the relationship. Sure. Well, there's a lot, a lot of pressure that can be put on that, especially in a culture where we rightly, as a church culture, we, we prize virginity. We prize the beauty of intimacy. And so there can be so much pressure that when it finally gets there, it's, it's very scary and underwhelm, can be underwhelming. And I think we have to take a little bit of the pressure off mm-hmm. in that way because uh, great lovers are made, not born. And, you know, for us, we've experienced it's just gotten better and better, like wine, as we practiced. And, you know, we, I just encourage us to practice a lot, you know, so. <laughs> I'm sorry, did I ask that question? But there are, I don't remember yes, that question. Yes, you did. There are challenges inherent, you know, uh, to tell a story that just, this was not lovemaking, but it was a moment where we had a really quick turnaround and we had to shower up for some event we were at. And so we were like, hey, for water purposes, let's just jump in the shower together, Okay. But our two-year-old at some point was watching a TV show, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse in the other room, and we didn't notice. We thought the door was locked. We were just showering, fortunately. But she had come in the room. Two-year-old daughter came in the room. And uh, we didn't know until she was there until we heard her say, say cheese. (laughs) (laughs) And I thought she was going to be, I looked like horrified. We were both like, ah. And we thought she was going to be, you know, snap in a picture with her fingers. No, she had Jenny's phone. And we, we both oh. lunged for it. She had it open in Instagram. Oh. She had the camera from Instagram and was about to push oh. the shutter. Oh. We were oh my. St- praying in tongues. We were so grateful that it did not happen. And you're sticking to this story, This would have right? been the end of ministry, guys. Oh, You'd never see my. me again. But, 
there are challenges in, 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 my point is, there's challenges involved Woo. in being naked and ashamed, okay? Yeah. Uh, because wow. that's what God wants for us. But I, I, say, I tell you that story, but on a serious note, when the Bible says Adam and Eve were naked and unashamed, it was not just physically. They were unashamed spiritually because they had no need to hide. Sin causes you to cover up. Mm-hmm. The moment they sinned, what they do? They covered up with clothes, fig leaves, terrible choice, itchy plants, <laughs> right? But the point is, they were now hiding. And when we, we want to experience the beauty of physical intimacy, it comes from inward vulnerability and transparency. Mm-hmm. And to where yes. uh, you are covered up in the best possible sense. Once Jesus put the blood uh, over Adam and Eve, they were now n- clothed and covered. Mm-hmm. And when Jenny and I are covered by Jesus, we can be uncovered before each other in vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And that's the foundation for a beautiful relationship. It's where you don't have secrets. It's where you, uh, in the Bruce Willis movie, he says, when did you know the relationship was on the rocks? He said, when I had a bad dream and didn't wake you up to tell you about it, about his wife. And mm-hmm. I think the power of a, of a great sex life comes from you wake each other up to tell each other about your bad dreams and your fears and your vulnerabilities mm-hmm. and your insecurities and who I wish I was. And, and I think uh, for me, when I tell Jenny, hey, I'm scared, I need you to pray for me. And I'm feel, I feel there's spiritual warfare. Will you pray for me? Will you take my hand and pray for me? That's the power of a sex life. It mm-hmm. comes from two souls that are knitted together. That is really mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Um, for the couple, who knows how long they've been married? It may have been a short time or a long time, but they haven't experienced not only that kind of intimacy, but the kind of friendship and the fun that you're speaking about right from the beginning of the program. Where can they go? What can they do? How do they rekindle these things? Um, I'm really asking you for hope. Well, the book of Revelation says, speaking of our relationship with Jesus, of which we are the bride of Christ, right, um, that we are to go back and do our, the first things. And so I would say go back to there in your mind. Talk about what, um, go on a walk. Talk about what attracted you to each other in the mm-hmm. first place before there was boats to buy and uh, remodelings to do on your mm-hmm. home and square footage to add and, and the trip to Aspen you want to take. All the pressure, all the things. How about just diapers you have yeah. to change? <laughs> there you go. Whatever True. it is, you know, the diapers you want to change. Uh, before all the pressure is my point. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and go back to that first friendship and foster that and blow on the coals and get it going again and enjoy each other and quit taking yourself so seriously. Say sorry. You know? For the skeptic listening, saying, right, does it really work to blow on the coals? Will it catch fire again? Well, if you don't, you can be certain what's going to happen. I can't promise you what's going to happen if you do, but if you put yourself out there, you give something for God to bless. Mm. That's really good. And the servants didn't know it was going to become wine when they were carrying it in a ladle to the master of the feast. It was still water until they stuck out in faith. So I would encourage you who feels like, I don't know, it feels stupid. It's going to feel stupid if you're doing it right. Yeah. That is good. Mm. Levi, Jenny, thanks so much. Gene, thank you for being with us. Thank you for having us. Thank you guys so much. Appreciate you. Mm. Well, Greg, our theme this month is mentoring. And as we kind of apply that theme of mentoring to the topic of sexuality, um, you work with a lot of couples. How do you encourage them if they've just kind of lost that passion, if, if there's just not a lot of sexual um, intimacy in the marriage. Yeah, I think as far as mentoring goes, the, the temptation is to tell this couple, well, just be more proactive, you know, put it down yeah, on calendar, the calendar. Yeah. And unfortunately, you know, the sexlessness doesn't happen by accident. Something's going on. There's something a little bit deeper. Um, you don't have to be a counselor to to help a couple figure out the why. 
what's 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 really going on? I mean, if you think about it, this you know the why could be a you know health problem, you know some sort of performance related issue. It could be a medication side effect, exhaustion, hormone changes, mental health issues. I mean, there's so many reasons why couples end up you know not having sex or having a sexless marriage, and and you've got to figure out the the why before. You, you you figure out some little prescriptions. It, the, otherwise, it just doesn't work. And then to encourage that couple to go in and talk to someone like Aaron, who is a counselor, who who can help that couple really figure out, okay, if it's this issue and this issue, okay, what does that mean? Maybe it's just you've got to go to the, a doctor and get a you know get some medication or whatever, or deal with some. Maybe it's a past you know trauma you know, uh, sexual abuse, something, something's going on for that couple to figure out really the why really can help them. And it's important to talk about it because what we do when we don't talk about it is we start making assumptions that, well, something must be going on over there. You know, is he connecting with someone else? Is there pornography involved? Mm. And we start drawing these, or he just doesn't like me. He doesn't care. We start drawing these negative conclusions versus having a conversation and digging into What's going on? So often I'll be working with a couple and they'll be reconnecting and they realize that, gosh, we kind of put sex over here on the shelf and it's not a priority and we want it to be a priority. Well, what do we need to do to make sure that we're making time for our connection and thus possibly our our, our sexual connection? Yeah, I think it can be great sort of, again, in the spirit of mentoring that, John, let's say that you and I are out and we're having lunch and in this topic of sex and it's not happening as much as I want, just to remind each other of how different, you know, men and women are sexually. You know, for men, that's the way that we connect. We have sex to feel that connection. Well, women, totally different. And they, they need to feel that connection emotionally, that, that deeper connection before yeah. really having sex. And it's just a great thing, I think, as guys, for us to just remember that, to go, oh, yeah, that's true. So how am I doing pursuing, mm-hmm. wooing Aaron outside the bedroom? And that, that that's not like the, the magic wand that can fix everything, but, boy, that can sure make a difference. Yeah, yeah, I appreciate so much uh, your hearts on this. and. Uh, let me just say, if you're struggling as a couple, we have help here. We have professional, caring counselors. It'd be a privilege to uh, arrange a consultation with one of them. Just call 800, the letter A in the word family, and um, we'll have details as well in the episode notes. I would say that if you're just struggling, kind of the stresses of life, and you haven't really been able to rekindle that passion, um, there are th- some things you can do in the day-to-day relationship And Greg and Aaron's book, Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage, captures a lot of those simple little tune-ups that will help draw you to each other to lay a foundation for that uh, revived um, emotional and physical intimacy. So contact us today. If you can, please make a donation to Focus on the Family. We're listener-supported. We need your financial contributions to, uh, to keep going here and to provide great help, counseling, resources. It all takes you contributing to us to make that happen. So please donate today, and for a gift of any amount, we'll send the book Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage. Well, next time we'll discuss other ways to reconnect as a couple. For now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron Smalley and the rest of our team, I'm John Fuller, and thanks for tuning in to the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. <music>